the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by North Valley Church of Christ. There's a message true and glad for the sinful and the sad. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. It will give them courage new. It will help them to be true. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring out. The word. Good afternoon, folks, and welcome back to another episode of Redeeming the Time. I'm your host, Chris Macy. I am the minister here with the North Valley Church of Christ. Um, Before I get started in today's program, uh, let me encourage you to go to our website, www.nvcoc.net. That's the uh, Home Congregations website. On there, you'll see a radio mic. I'll take you over to the uh, uh, all the excuse me all all the the programs for this radio show and not only this one but the past ones as well and I'm currently working on a new website which we're we're going to get it linked up there to the main one so uh, it's easy to find uh, redeemonline.net where I also plan on putting the all my shows here for Rocky Mountain Rocky Mountain for redeeming the time as well as a video series and other articles I may write. I'll be posting those up there. I'm trying to consolidate everything into one spot uh, for uh, easy access and study use. And in any comments you might like to share with me, you can do so there as well. I, I, wanna, I want today's program to be about something I brought up last week uh, about the uh, incident that happened to those young kids from the Catholic Covenant School in Kentucky where a uh, video clip was uh, taken and shared. And and it looked like when you watched the original, not the original, but the clip that was shared and uh, distributed throughout social media, it looked like those kids were taunting that American Indian. And uh, it looked bad. But when the full video came out and you saw all the facts and more information and truth came out, it became more obvious that that was exactly the opposite. In fact, you know, it was just those poor kids were doing everything they could to ease the situation. And even they were on their way out. They were leaving. And uh, they got pulled into this and it was just garbage. It makes me angry. And um, I want to talk about that again. Not not directly, but uh in a, I want to talk about something that sometimes we miss because we're using a new term called fake news and uh, the term it really is going on here is a term that we sometimes don't think it's too bad or we're just, eh, it's not that big of a deal and I want to talk about that. But before I tell you what that is, I, I want to remind you of something that happened a little more than 1,500 years ago. Uh, it was instituted by a fellow named uh, Pope Gregory he classified sins that he believed caused that he could you could categorize everything into these seven categories of sin, and we call them the seven deadly sins. The categories that he came up with were pride, anger, indifference, envy, greed, lust, and gluttony. 
Now, the sin that I want to talk about specifically, you could categorize it as under anger. You could also categorize it under envy or greed or whatever. I think it should be its own, and that is the sin of gossip. Gossip. And when you hear that, the first thing that pops in your mind is it, you know, some a couple of little old ladies, you know, talking about the juicy gossip of who's dating who or so and so doing whatever and little things like that. I, I think that's how a lot of folks see it. That gossip is is something that you know ch- teenagers do. Gossip is something that little old ladies do and people who don't have enough time on their hands. I don't gossip. I don't engage in that sort of thing. And even if I did, it's not a big deal. Doesn't you know? It's not a big deal. Blah 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 blah. And it always feels that way because usually when you gossip, it seems like one little incident between you and another where you're just talking about something. You're just giving an opinion. You're not going around uh, sharing this with everyone around town. You're just doing it with one person, right? It's no big deal. You know that video of that that was originally sent out that made it look like those Covington kids were creating that problem and were being racist or, or whatever. When they made that video and they didn't show you what was going on beforehand, they didn't show you what happened afterward, they didn't provide any kind of context, but they just put it out there, that video clip that they made with their phone was gossip. And every single person, every single one of you, who shared it or condemned those kids shared in that gossip because you didn't know the full context. You didn't, unless you, did you ask about it? Did you research it? Did you look for more evidence? Or did you just accept that little clip taken completely out of context and you know it was? Even if it was true, you still only get a snippet. You don't know what started how it started, you only know a little bit about one person's thought on it. That's it. And even these people who are, are typically on the right who try to uh, 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 not do this sort of thing, they jumped in and engaged in gossip. Every time you send out a tweet, every time you send out an email, every time you send out a video clip on your phone and you're taking things out of context, you just give people little snippets, you're engaging in gossip. you got to be careful, folks. The sins of the tongue are deadly. Look what it did to these poor kids in Kentucky and continuing to do. Look at the lives gossip has destroyed in Washington, D.C. and in politics today. In fact, politics today is pretty much 100% daily gossip. When you're in the aisle at the shopping uh, market and you see those tabloids, what they, you, you know what they're engaged in, right? They're, they're talking about all the Hollywood uh, actors and whatnot. It's gossip. And you want to know one of the reasons why marriages and lives are so horrible for those folks in, in Hollywood and why they're, they're rampant divorce and adultery and other stuff. Gossip is one of the big problems over there. It's destroying lives. I mean, that's not the only one, but that's a big part of it. The book of Proverbs warns us of the deadly allure of gossip as well as its deadly effects over and over again. Proverbs 18, verse 8 tells us, The words of a whisperer 
are like dainty morsels, and they go down to the innermost parts of the body. A dainty morsel. What is a dainty morsel? You know, I mean, we know what that is. That's something tasty, but that, put something in, in, in there that you like. For me, it would be a, a freshly made deviled egg. Oh, I love those, and they taste so good, right? Maybe for you, it's that chocolate bar or Hershey's or bonbons or whatever, ice cream. It's a fudge sundae made from Bell, uh, Blue Bell ice cream, right? That's what gossip is, is when someone comes along and says, man, you know, I was uh, out here the other day, I saw so-and-so, or you know what, I, I, I was talking to so-and-so and something happened. Really, what happened? Well, let me tell you. And then, and then you start to whisper. Why are you whispering? Because I know what I'm about ready to tell you. I probably shouldn't. But it's really good. Oh, okay. Tell me what is it. You know? That's what we that's what it is. And we think whispering and we think it's funny and it's just one on one. It's not a big deal. It's gossip. It can destroy lives. Things taken out of context. Not only does Proverbs warn us that we have a perverse attraction, and we do. We have a perverse attraction with gossip. It's interesting. We want to know. But it also warns us of the corrupting effects. When we listen to gossip, it goes into our innermost part. It sinks its teeth into us, into our hearts, our souls. It corrupts us. We know what gossip is when we hear it, or when we speak it, or text it, or email it, or take a little video clip and send that out, sending it out out of context. But we need to know what God's Word says about this. And the best place to start is always to define our terms. The word gossip is uh, defined in the Greek New Testament for us. Uh, simply, it is talking about people behind their backs. <clears throat> Literally, the word is a whisperer. A person who whispers behind your back with the intention of hurting you. The Greek scholar God describes a gossiper as someone who pours out his poison by whispering in our ears. And you know what? It doesn't <clears throat> it doesn't have to be with the intention of hurting. You can just be gossiping about somebody. You don't mean to hurt them. It's not your intention, but it can or it will. The King James Version describes people who gossip and slander as backbiters in Romans 1.30. You don't see that coming. You're standing there, someone comes up to your back, and you're completely unaware when you feel their teeth digging into you. It's like Dennis the Menace. You remember Dennis the Menace cartoons? When he whispered in his neighbor's ear, he said, Now listen good. I can only tell you this once because my dad told me not to repeat it. <laughs> yeah. Gossip. A tasty morsel we like to hear. Where does it originate? A number of scripture passages, um, the Lord informs us about the origins of it. Number one, it's Satan's fiery arrows. He loves to use gossip. What better way to win a war than to not fight the war yourself? You know what I mean? If you could, if you could fight a war and not use your resources, not use your men and lose lives or, or you spend money... Couldn't, wouldn't it be great if you could get a country to fight itself and destroy itself? <laughs> and you just have to sit back and watch it happen. 
That's what Satan wants to do. He knows, you know, I, I, people are, are, are sometimes wise to, to certain sins, but boy, he's got, he's got us thinking that, yeah, gossip's not a big deal, and he can get that going. And once that's started, and those arrows are shooting back and forth, it just has to start with one little pinprick, and eventually the arrows are flying, and the congregation is tearing itself apart, and Satan's standing in the corner with his popcorn thinking, Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate you going out there as my soldiers, tearing yourselves apart. In Luke 6:45, Jesus tells us, The good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth what is good, and the evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth what is evil, for his mouth speaks from that which fills his heart. Our words reveal what's in our hearts, within our innermost being. Gossip comes from a heart full of evil. So do insults and criticisms. And we, when we allow our sinful nature to control our hearts, evil fills our souls, spews out. The psalmist tells us in 109 verse 3, King David said of his enemies, With words of hatred they surround me. They attack me without cause. Words of hatred. Do you think... It bothered David at this point in his life that his actual enemies out there would say bad things. <gasps> Don't say bad things about me. Oh, it hurts. Oh, man. Oh, my heart. I don't think that's what it is. He called me a name. I don't think that was it. Not at all. I wonder, that is my supposition, but I wonder what David's talking about there is with their, the lies that they're spreading about him, and some people are believing and propagating rather than finding out the truth or the facts of the matter. Some of the worst gossips are the ones that are lined with truth but filled with lies. In 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 13, tells us how idleness can lead to gossip. Now, Paul's talking about uh, widows here, but this can apply to anybody at the same time, they also learn to be idle, the text says, as they go around from house to house. And not merely idle, but also gossips and busybodies, talking about things not proper to mention. Idle hands are the devil's workshop. Gossip is always trouble, obscuring the truth. Driving us from the Lord ruins reputations, destroys relationships, divides congregations. James tells us in James 3, 6-8, that the tongue is a fire, the very world of iniquity. The tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the entire body and sets on fire the course of our life and is set on fire by hell. For every species of beasts and birds, of reptiles and creatures of the sea, is tamed and has been tamed by the human race, but no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil and full of deadly poison. But oh, it's just one person. I'm telling this to one little person. It's no big deal, right? I'm just creating a little spark just for a little fun. That's how every major fire starts. It's a little spark. It's just a small campfire. We're just going to sit here and chit-chat for a little while. It's no big deal. We're just going to talk about the guy. It's just a little campfire, Chris. And the next thing you know, it's burning down the whole congregation. It gets out of control. 
Not only is gossip a wildfire, it is full of deadly poison. You know, have you ever had food poisoning? It's horrible. It, it was, But it tasted so good. Well, it made you sick. Stay away from gossip. We'll get to the antidotes here in a moment. Paul tells us in Romans 1, 29 and 30, describes the lives of unbelievers who have shunned God, saying, being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They are gossips, slanderers. There they are. It belongs to unbelievers who have rejected God. When we gossip, and we're talking just like the world, where's the light? It's gone out. We're not looking like Christ. It spreads falsehoods. It separates friends. Proverbs 16.28 tells us a perverse man spreads strife, and a slanderer separates intimate friends. Man, that's true. In just a few seconds, gossip can ruin a friendship. We see it all the time with uh, teenagers right in high school, how quickly friendships come and go, best friends, get lives, relationships get ruined because of gossip. Gossip. People are not looking for the truth. In fact, you know, Twitter, I used to uh, tell folks uh, here in the congregation and my friends that, you know, I, I want my kids to engage in, in social media so while they're in my house I can show them how to properly use it. But man, now I'm starting to Get away from that because how people use it. Facebook and Twitter and other places like that where they can share their videos, little snippets, only small segments of a situation, completely out of context and constantly creating firestorms when people are taking things out of context. How easy it is done. People leave congregations when they believe gossip. People leave congregations when they have been wounded by it. Splits over gossip started by a single proverb. In Proverbs 16, 19, tells us that of the seven sins God hates, the one of the ones he hates the most, stirring up dissension among his people. A grandmother was uh, putting her two grandkids' uh, sons to bed, and she always tries to give them, uh, this lady always tries to give them a, a, a talk about the word of God, and she wanted to talk to them about sin. And she asked, do you know what sin means? Keith, the seven-year-old, said, it's when you do something bad. Then the four-year-old, his eyes widened real big, and he said, oh, I know a big sin Keith did today. <laughs> That's how gossip works. Oh, man, I saw a back in my brother's eye and while we're getting ready to give the juicy details the tree is growing exponentially out of our own eye we know that gossip originates with Satan we know that gossip is a product of a sinful nature we know how incredibly destructive it is let's consider the antidote God says in Proverbs 17:9, He who conceals a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates intimate friends. That first part there is talking about overlooking an offense is an act of love and friendship. It is also a sign of Christian maturity. Christians, I think, uh, uh, we Christians can be too thin-skinned. 
We can wear our feelings on our shoulders. We need to develop thicker skin, right? It's a family. Sometimes family members offend family members. Don't be surprised when it happens. It's going to happen. But we're too quick to get offended. We're too quick to tell others about how another church member offended me. Oh, it's so wrong. God says overlook the offense. If you must talk about the offense, talk to the person who offended you. Don't, and, and number two, don't listen to gossipers. Proverbs 20.19 tells us, He who goes about as a slanderer reveals secrets. Therefore, do not associate with a gossip. Don't do it. Don't listen to gossipers and their gossip. God's word says, avoid that. When someone begins to gossip to you, tell them plainly, I don't want to hear any gossip. I don't want to engage in something that's going to hurt somebody. And this happens to me sometimes where people will come up and they say, Chris, hey, Chris, I want to tell you something. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't, but I want to tell you this. Well, what? Now I stop them. I say, wait, wait. If you think in your mind that I shouldn't hear something, then maybe I shouldn't hear it. You need to really think about this. Chris, I got a, I got a funny joke. It's not an appropriate joke, but it's funny. Stop. If it's not appropriate, don't tell it to me. I don't want to hear it. We need to engage in that. We need to confront gossipers. If someone gossips about you, Jesus tells them, confront them. First, speak to the person one-on-one. -on -one. If that doesn't work, bring a couple of spiritually mature Christian friends with you to confront them. We must, we must confront people with the right facts and the right spirit. Ephesians 4.15, speak the truth in love. I'm, now that, you know, full disclosure, Ephesians 4.15, speak the truth in love, is speaking of another context, but it's the same concept, I think, as far as engaging somebody about a sin. You don't just go up to them, you're a gossiper, and gossipers all go to hell. That's not going to help the situation. Hey, brother or sister, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I know you want to tell me something, but I really don't know that situation, and I'm not sure I'm the right person to talk to about this. Um, if this is something you saw or you know about, maybe have you approached that person? Uh, maybe talk with them. If you have, maybe they don't listen. Maybe take it to the elders and them, or take a couple others with you. And I don't, I don't know the whole situation there. A lot of times, I was talking to a friend of mine. He's a, a preacher. Uh, a struggling uh, congregation that where they don't want him to talk about marriage, divorce, and remarriage. They don't want to hear it because that's a big, big problem. And I told him that, you know, I speak the truth on that matter, but whenever I'm in a class where there's a discussion, I'm, I'm always willing to have a discussion, but I will not engage in what we call situational ethics. Situational ethics. And what that means is when you bring up a topic or something and somebody will say, well, what if so-and-so did this and so-and-so did that, what would you say to them? I can't answer that. Every situation's different. And I'm not going to answer or deal with anybody's marital problems in a classroom setting. That's not the appropriate place to do it. Because you're not going to get both sides or all the sides or the full facts, and you're spreading rumor and gossip right there in the whole congregation. Engage me one-on-one. -on -one. Let's look at the Scripture and see what the Scripture says together. 
speak the truth in love. Number three, watch your tongue carefully. One of the uh, antidotes to gossip. Watch your tongue. Ephesians 4.29, let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification, according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. Watch your tongue. If your words tear people down rather than build them up, keep quiet. What's that, what's that saying? If you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. Uh, you know, <laughs> a lady was uh, came up to me Sunday night. I preached this, uh, this lesson Sunday night here at North Valley. And a lady came up to me and she says, you know, there's another part to that saying. Uh, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. It's, uh, if, you, if you can't say anything nice, come sit by me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I guess that's that's true. There was a man and woman who uh, they went on a uh, vacation. They were, I think it was the story was their they were on their um, anniversary. They went to New York City and and for fun they they were playing lottery tickets. And uh, one of the lottery tickets, I think they won like I can't remember if it was a hundred thousand or a million, whatever it was, but they won a lot of money. Oh man, they had this ticket. They just they just won it. They couldn't believe it, and they started spending more of their money in in that time out there because hey, we got this money coming. All right, and they started getting into kind of an getting into an argument, getting frustrated. I can't uh, about who knows what, but it, they, it got to a point they were getting so mad. The man stormed away from his wife and went up to the top of the Empire State Building. The woman was worried, you know, what he might do, so she ran up after him. And by the time she got there, she began to say profusely how sorry she was. They can make this right. Don't do anything rash. I guess she was worried he might kill himself, but that's not what he did. He tore up the lottery ticket and threw it over the edge of the Empire State Building on the top. And after she apologized and he came back to his senses, realizing what he had done, they had scrambled down to the bottom, uh, out to the sidewalk, looking for the pieces of that ticket. Now, do you think he, they found it? No way. The wind blew it away. It was too late. And that's what gossip is. We gossip, and as soon as it goes out there, it's too late. Stay away from it. Well, we're running out of time here. Apologize for my phone if you heard that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and bring this to a close. Uh, remember, make the most of your time. Don't do things you will regret. And I pray always that the Lord may bless you in all that you do, and that you may always inquire of Him in all that you do. May the Lord be with you and keep you strong. Sinning up to sweep away till Shaddam the better day. Ring it out, ring it out, ring it out, ring it out. Till the sinful world be one for Jehovah's mighty son. Ring it out, ring it out, ring it out. This program was sponsored by North Valley Church of Christ. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.